0: Welcome to New Creation Woman. My name is Mikel Russo, and today's topic is about cultivating a lifestyle of prayer. So when I first came back to Christ, I had no idea how to pray, even though I was familiar with the Bible. I had no idea how to just talk to God. I thought it had to be like a ritual that was done a certain way and with certain words. And for a long time, I only prayed the Lord's Prayer over and over in repetition. I didn't even know how to open up personally to God. And to be honest, I felt unworthy. I felt uncomfortable and even afraid with a fear that I would do it wrong or say something wrong. And boy, was I lost. So I share this in hopes of reaching someone who is like me, someone who is like I once was, and to help encourage others to amp up their prayer life by cultivating it into a lifestyle and not like a chore or a goal, but a way of life. Did you know that the Bible records 650 prayers and 450 answers to prayers? Jesus prayed 25 different times during his ministry and Paul mentions prayer 41 times in his writings. But the prayer life of David, the man after God's heart, the man that developed habits that please God, was the one that really struck my heart and, you know, my heart strings and that I tried to imitate. A gorgeous woman of God named Tesh summarized it so sweetly and succinctly that I just have to share it with you. She wrote, in Psalm 55:17, 17, he said, Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. In Psalm 88:1, David told God, Oh Lord, God of my salvation, I've cried out day and night before you. And in Psalm 119.47, he said, I rise before the dawning of the morning and cry for help. Again, in Psalm 5.3, we see that praying in the morning was a habit to start David's day. He said, my voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct it to you, and I will look up. At different times of the day, David is seen running to God in prayer. In Psalm 86.3, he tells us that all day long, he cries out to God in prayer. David prayed without ceasing, like we see in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. He interacted with God all throughout the day. There was no break in transmission, no interlude, no interruption in his prayer life. And all through the day, David maintained a strong connection with God. His prayer life was structured planned for specific times of the day, morning, noon, and night, but at the same time his prayer life was spontaneous, prompted by particular situations, needs, and issues that arose in the course of the day, like we see in Psalm 16, 1, Psalm 3, 1-4, Psalm 17, 6-9, Psalm 86, six through seven, and Psalm 143, one. Now I'm going to write those in the description so you can go ahead and look those up in your own Bible study time. But bottom line is in good times and in bad times, David prayed. David kept the lines of communication between him and God open. David prayed consistently and he prayed regularly. So David was committed to prayer. No wonder that he won the heart of God like it tells us in Acts 17, 22. I'm going to link Tesh's blog in the description as well so you can read the full article. Her website is called teshinwritings.com. So prayer isn't just for emergencies, it's our literal fuel for daily living. Prayer should not be like a spare tire instead of our steering wheel in life. It should be as natural to use as breathing and there's nothing that's unworthy of praying about. Even sharing our thoughts with the Lord is a form of communion and relationship with Him. So David was a big inspiration for me once I learned to get past prayer as a chore or some type of repetition with the same phrases over and over. And then it dawned on me, what did the prayer life of Jesus look like while he was here? And I immediately thought of Gethsemane, where he prayed so hard that he actually had drops of blood as his sweat. Can you even imagine? in luke twenty-two forty-four, it says and being in agony he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground that really struck me because i was so used to trying to behave a certain way to make sure my prayer was proper enough for the lord yet here's our savior crying out in agony and not holding anything back and that's when i learned how to weep in prayer and Boy, have I had my fair share of ugly cries with the Lord since then. But maybe you felt something like it during your private or public worship time. Suddenly you're just in tears and you might not even know why you're crying. And it's just that deep and profound presence of the Lord. It's pretty clear that Jesus was anything but casual about prayer. And the scripture says who in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard and that he feared. That was Hebrews 5, 7. So what about seemingly unanswered prayers? I mean, it can be hard to believe in the power of prayer when you feel like there are some really big ones you keep lifting up but aren't seeing material answers. Am I right? So once we settle into heaven, we will understand the rationale behind God's responses to all our prayers, including these seemingly unanswered ones. And I really love the way that Will Shirley Project, which is a campaign to raise awareness about the certainty of God's promises to help hurting people as they walk in harmony with him. They have this to say. They said that once we get to heaven, we will finally be able to see and agree with God's logic. But until then, we reconcile the disparity between our requests and God's replies by faith. We believe God truly is good and benevolent, even though we may not feel this way, because we choose to base our judgment on what he has revealed about himself through the nature and in the Bible, rather than on what we might infer about him from his seeming indifference to our desires. We walk in harmony with God through the aftermath of unanswered prayer because we presume He is executing a plan that is far superior to ours. We trust that God will help us endure the resulting distress and produce goodness through it until He brings about His intended outcome. See, they also came up with an amazing list of prayers that God always answers affirmatively and they built this list according to scripture. They said God does not grant every request for health, wealth, safety, and satisfaction, as we know. However, he always answers certain prayers affirmatively, and this is because the answers fulfill his promises to all reborn believers. God answers some of these prayer requests immediately. Other answers materialize over time as we walk in harmony with him. God's responses to these prayers conditional he does his part after we do ours here are the prayer requests God always answers affirmatively along with what he requires from us salvation God grants eternal life to everyone who sincerely repents and asks Jesus to be their Savior forgiveness God forgives reborn believers every time we confess our unrighteousness strength God gives us spiritual stamina each time we place our hope in Him. Goodness. God produces goodness from every situation, good and bad, when we walk in harmony with Him. An escape from temptation. God shows us how to avoid or resist immorality when we genuinely desire this outcome. And Bible illumination. God illuminates His word when we study it with a sincere desire to know Him. Heartfelt desires. God helps us discover what truly satisfies our souls as we delight in Him. True contentment. God in the person of the Holy Spirit manifests His native contentment in us as we walk in harmony with Him. Perception of God. He proves Himself to be good each time we wait on Him. Spiritual protection. God guards our hearts and renews our minds as we meditate on His Word. Peace, God grants peace to reborn believers who present their petitions to him with thanksgiving. Rest, God exchanges his rest for our stress when we let him carry our burdens. Wisdom, God teaches us to exercise sound judgment as we walk in harmony with him. In ministry, if we tell God that we wanna help advance his kingdom, he gives us opportunities to serve, pray for and witness to others. So for more great content like this, you can check out their website at willshirley.com. By now, surely you are aware that prayer definitely works, whether we see it or not, and that cultivating prayer as a lifestyle has several benefits. But just in case you need some more proof, I'll share this quick list of 10 undeniable and important benefits of prayer that comes from rootedandgrounded.com, which is a faith-based family-owned business that makes some of the most beautiful artwork for your home on tapestries and canvases and definitely go check out their website, but first listen to these. They said when we are continuously connected to the Lord, the effects of prayer in our life are endless. We are always healthier, always happier, and always more grounded in His love. Prayer develops and strengthens a relationship with God. One of the best benefits of prayer is that it is simply communication with our Father. He is with us just as much as He would be if He were here on earth. Our relationship with Him is a relationship just like any other, and the more we spend time in His presence and talking with Him, the closer to Him we will feel and the stronger our relationship will be. The best thing about prayer is that our Heavenly Father is always speaking to us if we're willing to listen. Praying helps us make the right decision. When we are in Christ, we are a new creation and we have the mind of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 2, Paul talks about knowing things by the Spirit, and when we are in Christ, we are new creations with new hearts and new minds that are connected to the Holy Spirit. Because of this, when we pray, we can be confident that the Holy Spirit hears us and gives us the wisdom we need for all things. The Lord's heart is always to guide and direct us into decisions that will bring us abundant life and happiness. And prayer gives us direction in life. It is so wonderful to know that we can be confident in our Good Shepherd to lead and guide us. When we are hearing His voice in prayer and listening to His guiding voice through the Word of God, the Lord no doubt is there to guide us in life. Avoid temptations with the power of prayer. Staying steadfast in prayer and in God's Word and renewing your mind in Christ will always help you avoid temptation. When we are connected to the Lord constantly, it is so much easier to follow his voice and stay in his will for us. He's a loving shepherd who will always lead us away from the temptation and keep us in his abundant life if we are following him. And prayer allows us to be present. God's word says in 1 Peter 5, 7 that we are to always cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Prayer is the vehicle to cast our cares. The Lord always wants to stay present with us and for us to be in His calming presence. And miracles can happen through prayer and faith. Another one of the benefits of prayer is that when we pray words of faith, things can change here on earth. Jesus prayed to the Father while he was on earth, and he told us that he would go on to do even greater things. We would go on to do even greater things. If we follow his perfect example of prayer and submission to the Lord, we have all the power of Christ that he died to give us. And prayer invites God into our daily activity. Our God is personal and longs to be with you, even your mundane daily activities. As a busy mom, it always feels hard to carve out special time to be still and quiet with the Lord. But when I remember that he is with me always and he sees my heart and only wants my communication, I can connect with him anywhere. And praying helps alleviate anxiety. It is so hard to be anxious when our minds have stayed on Christ. Jesus offered us a life of peace and without burden. One of the benefits of prayer is that no matter where you are, whatever situation you're in, you can always stop and pray and ask the Lord to give you peace. Prayer combined with meditation on God's word is the ultimate anxiety relief and we gain more confidence through prayer. The word says that we can have confidence in Christ. Prayer allows our hearts to meditate on his truth and grace, and remember that we are new creations in Christ. When we are connected to the Father and to his kingdom, we can confidently face anything the world throws at us and prayer helps us understand God's will. When we pray and read God's word, we allow our hearts to align with God's will. His desire is always for us to be at peace, to have good things and live in an abundance of his grace and mercy. Prayer and communication with him always leads us in the direction of leaning on his understanding instead of our own. A great prayer to pray if you are seeking God's will is to ask the Lord to help you lean on his understanding and not on your own. Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So good. So one more I want to share with you, and I've mentioned her before, is my beloved friend and mentor, Carmen. And she has the Save, Sealed, and Delivered subscription box full of faithful goodies that come out once a month, amazing gift that I actually gifted to myself last year. And in it, she shares with us the grace method. And she calls it the grace method because she received this in prayer and supplication from the Holy Spirit. And it's a way to stay focused during prayer. So you start your time with God this way. G, right, for grace. G for give thanks. So some things to be grateful for. Start simple, your breath home, loved ones, food, counting your blessings is a great way to uplift your mood and turn your heart towards God. Enter into his courts with thanksgiving. And next for grace would be R, so repent. Ask forgiveness and receive it. Ask God to bring to your remembrance anything you need to repent from and receive forgiveness for. It can look like this, Lord, I confess, please forgive me for, and I receive your forgiveness. See that last part of receiving forgiveness, I rarely ever used to pray that way, but it's an acknowledgement that it is a gift that we are freely given through grace, right? By faith, but receiving it and saying that you receive it is, is like a contract, right? It's like the signature on the end of it. And then of course, thank him. So the next letter is A and she says it's for acknowledge God with praise. This can look different each time. So worship with songs, dance, you know, laying out on the floor, however you need to praise with your body and with your words. Um, She likes to read Revelation 4, 8 and 11. And it starts with one of these, but it can move into some other type of worship and allow yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit when you're acknowledging God with praise. And the next letter is C, and that's call upon the Holy Spirit. This is where you would ask the Holy Spirit for a new infilling. And boy, we do. If you're tired, weary, anxious, sad, He gives us the strength and hope and faith to carry on. After all, He is our helper. If you pray in tongues, this is a great time to let the Holy Spirit lead you. And the last letter in grace is E, and she says it's for exercise your faith. Finally, once you've entered into the presence of the Lord, you may make your petitions known to him. Leave it with him, along with any worry or fear. Don't take it back with you. Believe that you have been heard, trust, and thank him. So I'll make sure I post this up on our website and on our Instagram. And that is all for today, my beloved sisters in Christ. Please do reach out and connect with me further on Instagram. We are at New Creation Woman. And my personal page is Mrs. Russo. Share your feedback and future show topic suggestions with me. And hey, reach out with some prayer requests. I always try to respond directly to you in a DM. Um, I'll get I'll give you an audio message usually, and I'll pray specifically for you and your requests. So. Until next time, may his peace and grace be with you wherever you go, and may God bless you. Amen.